bioplastics, so resins made from plants rather than petrol, have been heralded as the next big thing in the plastics world. However, a number of concerns have been voiced about whether they really do represent an advancement in terms of their environmental footprint. I'm Katie Bird, reporting for Cosmetics Design, and with me today is Steve Davies from NatureWorks to take us through some of the facts behind these concerns. So Steve, NatureWorks makes a bioresin called Ingeo. Can you tell me a little bit about what this is? Yes, certainly. So with Ingeo, we are we like to say we're in the business of turning greenhouse gases, namely CO2, into a performance plastic. So we take plants, which harvest CO2 as they grow. We take those plants, take the plant sugars, we ferment them to make something called lactic acid, which is naturally occurring. You find it in your body after a good workout, for example. We make that lactic acid on an industrial scale, and then we polymerize it. We turn it into a performance plastic in Geo, which we sell to a bunch of different end markets. So currently, the feedstock that you're using for NGO is, is a food crop. It's corn. Some people have suggested that this could have a role in, in rising food prices. What do you say to that? Well, one, it's the right question to be asking. I mean, access to, to food is a fundamental human right, but we've got to look at the facts. I mean, in context, NGO, at full capacity, our first plant will use less than 0.05 weight percent of the global corn crop very different than, say, the ethanol market, which, at least in North America, may use 25% of North American corn. So a completely different order of magnitude. And I think that's critical, that sort of distinction to make. I mean, obviously, however, you're in the business of trying to get people to adopt NGO as a resin, and therefore you would arguably be needing more feedstock. Will this ever be using an amount of the global corn production, which is significant? Well, you're on the money. We're working very hard to increase NGO adoption. And we sure hope to get uh, an appreciable percentage of the plastics market in the long term. But that's an appreciable percentage of the plastics market, not of corn. And to get that bigger plastics volume, we'll do it by getting yet more cost effective and by using other feedstocks. Multiple plant locations will be required, multiple manufacturing locations. Um, and they'll be at different locations around the world and using alternate feedstocks. And, and so moving away then from the feedstock issue to actually um, producing this material, is this a particularly energy-intensive process? It's actually much lower energy requirements than most of the petro, in fact, all of the petro-based plastics with which we compete. So we've taken a hard look at that. We've quantified net energy to turn, you know, from going from the field to the factory gate. And typically, 50% less energy required to make NGO than, um, than most every other plastic out there. And then what about the carbon footprint of the product? We've talked about carbon sequestration, but obviously what matters is the net carbon footprint of the plastic as it's getting made. And what's really not appreciated, certainly by the consumer and often in the plastics trade, is that most of those common plastics out there emit significant CO2 as they're being made. A couple of data points, PET, polystyrene, they're great materials. For each kilo that gets made, there's roughly three and a half kilos of CO2 emitted to the atmosphere. NGO, by contrast, not yet greenhouse gas neutral, but significantly lower. Each kilo of of, uh, NGO that gets made emits the equivalent of 1.3 kilos of CO2. And then turning towards the end of life of a plastic, obviously there are many ways that an NGO-based plastic could be disposed of. If it went into the landfill, what would happen to it? Because I know there have been some questions surrounding this issue in the past. Yeah, we've taken a very hard look at that because landfill today is unfortunately the the most common fate for many plastics. And we've tested against some rigorous testing protocols done by third parties. And long and short of it is that all the carbon that is, well, long and short of it is that that NGO does not degrade in landfills to make methane. In fact, all the carbon in the NGO remains sequestered in the landfill. 
Well, Steve, thank you very much for your time. This was Katie Bird for Cosmetics Design. <laughs>